Bloody Good Film Podcast! And welcome to a podcast about the only two genres of film that matter. Action and horror! I'm your host, Jesse. With me, as always, my ninja bro, Josh. This is the Bloody Good Film Podcast, and we are back. And today, we are joined by probably my future replacement. The writing's on the wall. I can see it now. He's always here when I'm not, but for some reason, we are both here today. And that is Kelly, and we are talking Sakura Killers. Who is this other man I'm talking to? I don't know. (laughs) I forgot to do introductions. Jesse, this is Kelly. Kelly, this is Jesse. And me, this is everybody. Thank you for coming on, Kelly. You introduced this movie to me like a few months ago. And I'm like, instantly, I'm like, you're coming on the podcast to talk about this as soon as we have an opening for you to come on. Because this is a wild movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, if the listeners will agree, but we'll see. It's, It's a good time. Yeah, but before we go into Secure Killers, which you can find, I believe, on Tubi, Freebie, and YouTube, uh, nice. we got a couple of trailers that we got to talk about that have come across our attention. Or that have, damn, that was the worst way. Come into our attention. I don't know. My English is gone. <laughs> I've been watching too much Sakura Killers, and I picked up the Japanese language. <laughs> or the broken English that the main characters <laughs> use. <laughs> yeah, and they speak English as their first language, so that's very weird. Okay. First one that came across my attention, screen, something, is the movie Sting. How many times are you going to say come across my attention? And it has come across my attention that this is not based off of Sting from the police or Sting from the WWE. This is Sting the Spider. And it's a giant spider movie. This one kind of came out of nowhere for me. I'm stoked. It's a huge, ginormous spider that starts out as a tiny little spider and then just goes exponentially throughout the trailer. And it actually looks pretty good. The practical effects on it look good. I'm super stoked for this movie. Okay, it looks fun, but the practical effects do not look good. There is nothing realistic (laughs) about that. That's a realistic spider. That kind of reminds me of uh, there was a killer bean and there was a killer bean animation like the early 2000s and people that that know the Internet are going to recognize it. The spider looks like it has the same graphics as that. It's very smooth (laughs) and spiders are not that smooth, but that doesn't matter because it's a fun looking movie. A little girl befriends a spider. Spider starts out small, uh, then spider ends up getting big and killing people. That's just a simple plot that works and this looks like they're executing it well. Well, it's a giant black widow, right? So, like, yeah, they're pretty smooth. I think, oh, looks, smooth. <laughs> I think it looks good. Like, I think the effects look look pretty good. Like when it, you see the guy caught in the web and he's like oozing or something. I don't know what okay. the hell's happening there, but the the, the practical effects <laughs> look good. But like, honestly, throwing ooze on somebody is something that I could do. I, I throw ooze on on women all the time. <laughs> like, it's not that hard of an effect to do. But this is this is a whole different thing. The the spider itself, I think it's a CGI spider. Otherwise, they went with a very smooth, like smooth as a baby's testicle spider. And that's like that's not a that's that realistic. But it doesn't matter because it's fun and stupid effects. Like I'll take bad CGI over pretty good CGI any day. It enhances the fun of it. And this looks like bad CGI spider. It probably moves pretty different. The shading's good. Just the actual shape of the spider doesn't feel like a real spider to me. Yeah, it's a Lord I, I of the like Rings that. people that are doing the special effects. So you're probably going to hate it right off the bat. <laughs> I, I don't hate the effects in Lord of the Rings, honestly. And wasn't there a spider in Two Towers? And I yeah. believe the spider looked pretty good. And honestly, Samwise was the only character I liked in those movies. So that spider part was actually decent. But everything <laughs> else in that movie went on for way too long. I like that it doesn't look too serious either. It looks like they're having yeah. a good time. 
Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, have you? Did you ever see Sting with? Uh, oh, shit, uh, the guy who plays Bishop in Aliens. Uh, it's like giant wasp and uh, yeah. Lance Hendrickson. It's giant wasp and Lance Hendrickson. It kind of has that tone, only just slightly more serious, but not too much more serious than yeah. that. And I'm just killer bug movies don't need to be taken seriously. They just yeah, seem to be fun. I, I'm a I'm a fan of Eight Legged Freaks, and I don't even like David Arquette. <laughs> I hate David Arquette so much, but Eight Legged Freaks is enjoyable. Yeah, this one's definitely going to be fun, or at least I hope it's going to be fun. Everything about the trailer looks fun. I'm definitely excited to see it. I was almost going to go into the big trailer, but we'll save that one for last. We have another trailer that seems to be uh, a new subgenre is forming in the action co- community, where amnesia or uh, or dementia, more specifically, action heroes is happening. We had memory last year with Liam Neeson, and now this year we are getting Knox Goes Away, starring Michael Keaton, and also has Al Pacino in it. And Michael Keaton was an assassin, and now he has Alzheimer's that's kicking in so fast he only has two weeks left before he can't remember that he has Alzheimer's. <laughs> He's got super Alzheimer's. This one, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this movie's going to suck. Uh, I really like Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton can be a phenomenal actor. Al Pacino obviously can be a phenomenal actor. I actually like James Marsden. I think he's got a lot of charisma. He's usually pretty good in what he can do. When he's not Cyclops, he's fine. (laughs) This movie's going to suck. I really hope it does it, but it looks like it's going to suck, and it reminds me of me hoping the Liam Neeson movie wasn't going to suck, which also sucked. Did you actually watch Memory? I did. I watched it on Amazon. It looks super generic, like just boring. Like I don't know. I still want to do a double episode of this in memory. Like it does look bad. And honestly, I, I looked it up. It did appear in a festival before it had its wide release. That's coming out next month in March. And I don't know why they went festival to wide release when it got shit reviews in the festival. <laughs> yeah. but I look forward to watching it and saying that it's unmemorable. And then I'll just like. <laughs> Bam! Got him! Right on the right premise. The, right, right in the letterbox because you already. <laughs> I try to go in with an open mind on movies, and it looks like it has a possibility of being so dumb it's good. And I, I don't say bad is good because dumbness is a part of quality, and it's yeah. a good part of quality. So I, I don't stand by so bad it's good anymore. I'm saying if it's enjoyable, it's a good movie. But dumbness can help improve a movie, and that looks like it has a dumbass premise going on. Like, I want him in the middle of an action sequence to be, like, when you walk into the kitchen and forget why you came in there. Just like he's about to throw a punch. He's like, wait a minute. Who <laughs> did I shit my pants? Yeah. Well, and then Pacino looks like basically, like, all right, I'll do the movie if uh, if I can stay seated. Like, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. It looks like he doesn't do anything. It just looks like, all right, I'm in a chair. Okay, like that's all he needs to do: stay seated, already, and I'm in the movie. He already lowered himself to do Jack and Jill. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't <laughs> care about movies anymore. He's just there for a paycheck, and he might have gotten to that part of his uh, stardom where he's only appearing in like one scene in movies and getting top billing. Kind of yeah. like uh, James Doohan of Star Trek started doing later on in his career, just showing up in his in a scene in his house. Actually, I should have just said like Chuck Connors did later in his career. <laughs> but you know, we'll do like one movie, like The Irishman, just so everybody can remember that he's just an incredible actor. But then he'll mm-hmm. also just take on whatever next ten movies come to his desk, and yep. <laughs> this looks like one of the ones that came to the desk afterwards. Yeah, like I, he's, I think he still likes acting, but he also likes getting paid for like, wouldn't you like to get paid a good chunk of money for just a day's work? Because that's probably yeah. what this is. It's just yeah. Al Pacino getting paid a shitload of money to do a half-ass Al Pacino impression. Or, uh, not, well, I guess impression, yeah. He's, he's just giving with the one. He's probably going to get his, his voice real fucking low. And he's going to yell a lot. And then that's it. That's his money. And that, like, that's just him doing a caricature of himself. And it's one scene, and that's all the Pacino that you need. What kind of recliners do you have on set? (laughs) I just hope that there's actually action. Because we see like one or two quick snippets of action in the trailer. But this really could just be a snooze fest where it talks about all the stuff that he did as a killer. But we don't actually get to see any of the cool stuff on screen. Well, and it's just going to be all all the action when there is action is going to be some stunt double shot from behind. It's like, yeah, you might 
You know, it's not going to be any Michael Keaton doing anything. (laughs) When they're old, and especially if they do a bad job at hiding it, it's fun. Like, uh, I'm like in the Irishman. (laughs) I never watched Irishman, but I'm watching like the old Star Trek shows, and William Shatner wasn't even that old yet. But there was, I don't think they were ready for TVs to have such high definition because there was a fight scene between. Uh, William Shatner and Khan, Ricardo Montalban, or however you say his name. And you could tell so easily that it was a guy that was like 10 years younger than William Shatner fighting <laughs> Khan. It's like, oh my God, this is not because they do straight onto the face, but they're like, they think it's far away enough. And TVs back then were terrible. So I'm watching it on like a big screen TV. I'm like, holy shit, I never noticed just how much that is not Kirk and, and, uh, when I was watching it as a kid. Oh, I love it. It, it's great. So I'm hoping for something like that. Like I want, I would obviously, I would love it if he was wearing like a really bad. Uh, he's bald, isn't he? So he should be wearing a wig. <laughs> he said, so if, if they're wearing a bad wig in, the, in like in the action shots, it'll be even better. Then. <laughs> Michael Keaton's a great actor. This doesn't look yes. like his most memorable film or role. <laughs> no. Nice. All right. I think we're done with Knox Goes Away. I just, because uh, I'm so interested in the dementia action films, I think I'm, anytime one comes across <laughs> my radar, we're going to end up talking about it. And I want to eventually, if we ever get enough to do a whole month of dementia action, or maybe I'd love it some dementia horror too. If we can ever get enough to get a whole month out of it, it'll it'll be therapy for me. It'll be just so we much could, fun. We could do Take It to Deborah Logan. That's got some oh, dementia in it. We got three movies already. Like we're already there. We're one more. If you guys know one more dementia action or horror movie, make sure you guys leave a comment and let us know. Josh will probably forget to put it on the schedule. We're not poking fun at it. I know people that suffered from it, but uh, <laughs> just the idea of it in genre, for some reason, amuses me. You can do it over two months, and then on the second month, do the same movies again and that's genius that is genius i I wonder if if our couple of listeners would follow us through that it would just be kelly kelly would be like wait a minute (laughs) something's going on here all right now there's one trailer that's pretty damn big that got released i have never played the video game so i don't have an uh, informed opinion on it but the borderlands trailer just dropped yesterday and to me Somebody that does not hate Eli Roth on on like reflex, which seems to be happening over the internet. I think it looks like fun. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and continue this trend throughout the podcast, but I don't think this movie is going to be good either. I want it to be good. Let me let me just throw that out there. I like Eli Roth. I think this could be good. Like as far as star power goes and actual acting talent, there's like good talent in here. Like Kate Blanchett's good. Obviously, Jimmy yeah. Lee Curtis very talented. Like this just doesn't seem like their type of movie. And having played the game, the characters just feel off. Kevin Hart as Roland is one of the main characters in the season. Roland's like the only person in that universe that's really stern and really straightforward. And you have Kevin Hart out of all the actors in Hollywood to play it. Like, it just seems like a miss. The one thing I am excited for is I'm excited for Jack Black as Claptrap, who's just the annoying companion who never shuts up. And I think that's a perfect role for Jack Black. But other than that, just I can't explain exactly what. There's explosions, there's jokes, but it just doesn't look right to me. It doesn't look like it's going to land. Kevin Hart seems uh, pretty stern for me. I know I've never laughed at him in a film, so it seems like perfect casting for what you described to me. Um, I'm I'm actually with with uh, Jesse on this one. I, I thought it did not. It looked pretty bad. Uh, the the one thing that I was like, all right, that looks cool, is like basically just the world that they're in. But right, the the comedy was, oosh, and then it, uh, there was some pretty crap CGI. There was. It's too loud. I don't know. Is this? It's too you, were the, you were the people that came in. You were the people that came in with like praise for Sting CGI. If you come in from this, that has a very stylized CGI. Is what it looks like to me. It's not meant to look realistic. It's meant to look CGI, it, uh, stylized and resemble a video game to me. And it definitely feels like it evokes video game feels to me. And I've seen the cover art. For Borderlands, and it feels like the cover art for Borderlands to me. I also like the explosive bunny girl. She was good in Barbie, so like, yeah, uh, having having a girl that's heavy on explosives is fun, as opposed to it's almost always some guy that's big on explosives. That seems fun. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis seems to go for it in movies, regardless of quality. 
And uh, so I, I trust her. Yeah, I'm not big on Kevin Hart. He, he's like a <laughs> no, he's not big on he's not big on Kevin Hart either. He's a tiny yeah. But uh, Jack Black's cool. Kate Blanchett's cool. Everybody else is cool in this movie. I feel like, and everybody said it, and it's true. It does feel like they're trying to uh, capture the Guardians of the Galaxy feel. Yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy was big when a big when a big movie happens. You get copycats. Copycats aren't always necessarily bad. I enjoy some copycats. So like back off on that being a negative it's never gonna reach what their copying's level but you can have fun movies off of it well yeah well, world of borderlands is really good like it's really well written the world is very interactive it's just there's something about the cast i was more excited for this movie before i saw the cast reveal and that's weird because it's all these talented people like kate blanchett like gina gershon like these people are talented they're just way too old for the people that should be in this world. I guess if you're coming in completely, you know, void of knowing anything about the the universe and how the characters should be, you might be able to have a good time with it based on just the caliber of the cast alone. But it's one of those things, like, I hate to be a stickler on stuff like that. But when you play the game, you want it to at least have the same feeling. And this one's just missing some of the feeling from the game. I'm looking forward to spending six dollars on it and watching it in my living room eventually when it's rentable um, <laughs> like, this will be an amc movie pass sponsoring yeah. the bloody good film podcast <laughs> i'm not a guy that needs things to be a one-on-one translation which might uh seem weird when we get to our bonus episode later this this week but uh <laughs> i don't need a one-on-one translation in things like i'm a big fan of the constantine movie uh keanu reeves on paper is a terrible casting choice to play John Constantine. He was modeled after Sting. Sting's been brought up a lot this episode. He was modeled <laughs> after Sting. Uh, he's English, and Keanu Reeves neither looks like Sting or is English, but it ended up being a great adaptation. Wait, well, not a great Sting? adaptation. Great Sing- adaptation. A great movie. Singing Sting or wrestling Sting? The wrestler? Yes. He, if there is the wrestler English? It's <laughs> the singer English. I don't know if I've been talking to Fuck the police, after all. <laughs> I think the wrestler's from Venice Beach. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, uh, Keanu Reeves is supposed to sound like Venice Beach, which actually, then he could have been perfect casting. Nailed it. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Constantine. <laughs> I would have watched that movie. I probably would have liked that movie more. Oh, yeah, you're not a light. You don't like that one. Uh, no. Well, fuck you. Uh, I think... <laughs> I think this looks like fun. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, we probably won't get around to it this year because I'm looking at the schedule and like where I can move things around. And there's better movies that looking movies that I want to move into our schedule and like the single movie shots. So unless this one blows my mind, we probably won't talk about it this year. But uh, next time we do a video game month, it could end up creeping into there. All right. Now that we got the trailers out of the way, now that those have come across, I can't remember how I was saying it earlier. Shit. Come across my attention. Let's get <laughs> into the movie that came across my attention a couple of months ago from Kelly. Sakura Killers. I hope that wasn't racist. Sakura. <laughs> Killers on a covert operation. Killers who do not give an inch. world's most highly trained human exterminators. Sakura Killers. Ninja, who practice only the deadliest of the martial disciplines, Ninjitsu, guard the secret that could change the balance of world power. Only these two stand in their way. Two men with one mission, who must learn the arts of the ninja before they can attempt to defeat them. An attempt that could mean death. Sakura Killers. Starring Chuck Connors. Mike Kelly. And George Nichols. Sakura Killers. Certainty is your last heartbeat. 
Ninja Steel of VHS that contains government secrets, the Rifleman's Chuck Connors sends two agents to recover it. But in order to recover the tape, they're going to need to learn the art of ninja themselves. And technically, it's a Betamax. <laughs> Betamax? <laughs> it looked like a VHS, but I don't know the difference, honestly. I wasn't around back. Well, actually, I think I was one years old when this came out. This plot um, is wild. <laughs> Just the concept of this plot. Thankfully, the plot is not the reason why we watch these types of movies. But no. man, whoever thought of making the Betamax the main ploy of this entire worldwide issue is absolutely insane. Okay, I gotta ask, did I miss what was on the Betamax besides like government no, it's, secrets? It's all like, all they ever say is experiments. And formulas. That's it. Because <laughs> I, I think a lot of the lines about it, uh, they didn't even give Chuck Connors any like lines to read off. They're like, just old man through this if you can. He's yeah. like, scientists always asking so many questions. Why do they always got to ask so many questions? What's an internet? Like, <laughs> he's giving off bad old guy energy, which he died like three years after this movie came out. So, like, yeah. he, he was towards the end of his career when, when he came out on this. And I'm 99% sure this was all filmed on his ranch, or all the scenes with him were filmed oh, on yeah. his ranch. Like, he didn't leave his house. They just, yeah. like, you were the rifleman. Can you shoot some ninjas? And, like, <laughs> yeah, I can do that if you pay me like a couple hundred bucks. He's out there playing golf and fucking horse shit. Like, the ninja has the blow dart ready to go while he's still golfing. Then he's looking into his into his bag, and somehow the he beats the ninja who has super speed, getting his gun out of his golf bag and shooting yeah. it. Like the ninja, all he had to do was, and he he's shot. Chuck Connors has old man energy. Slowly lifts the rifle and is able to shoot him. Dude, but pulling a, pulling a shotgun out of a fucking golf bag, like, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the ninja was so blown away by his golf game. Like, he saw him, he's like, man, that was a really good chip. He, and he's, like, watching, he's trying to get pointers, because he's nailing the chip every time. He's like, man, yeah. I can't kill this guy, I gotta learn still. At the very least, he should have blocked the blow dart with his golf bag and then shot him. Just so that you could see the ninja was actually dangerous at some point. It could have yeah. just been like a, a guy in pajamas uh, ready to, to just like in awe of his golf game wasn't actually going to do anything. And Chuck Connors killed an innocent ninja. <laughs> That's called profiling. Just because somebody's dressed up like a ninja doesn't mean you get to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what I love about this movie is this movie is just ninjas doing ninja shit. And, yeah. and that is the basis of this movie. Because let me tell you, I think they try to explain what's on the VHS tape, but our two main characters have the English understanding of my three-year-old daughter. Because <laughs> anytime they deliver a line, it's like they forgot it halfway through and had to ad-lib the rest of the line. Like, these guys, <laughs> God bless them. They're great ninjas eventually, but talking, not their strong point at all. I don't think there were any second takes in this movie because you see no. him multiple times stumble over. Especially, I think Sonny was the worst of them because at, at least, uh, what's the other guy's name? It was, it was Sonny and... Uh, Dennis. And Dennis. And, yeah. and Dennis at least had like some enthusiasm behind what he was saying. Sonny, the entire time he was talking, was like he felt like he was trying to remember his lines as he spoke. And that's when he like stumbled across it. He's tired the entire time. Dennis was doing like a half-assed like Joe Piscopo impression or something like from Dead Heat. <laughs> like, it's terrible. And like there's a scene where they're like, you know, drinking like he's trying to show Sonny like how to drink tea correctly. And he's just like, <laughs> drink the tea. It's It's got history. Drink it. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> It felt like they were trying to be James Bond and show a little culture. Because yeah. James Bond, when he travels the world, you might get a little bit of culture. He's like, this is how they pour tea in Japan. And like, <laughs> wow, that's so intricate. You mean they put the hot water into this yeah. into over tea and then they pour it to people? Wow, yeah. tiny cups. Me, Sonny, with my giant – he, he seems really skinny, honestly. Yeah. My skinny, tiny hands can't pick up this tiny teacup. 
It's <laughs> it's very weird. I, I love them both because they but they both deliver their lines differently Perfect. poorly. Like yep. it's 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 great how they are. I'm, I think I like Dennis a little bit more just because I enjoy his enthusiasm. But and Sonny's just like he's there. He's there to be there, and they're supposed to have like some kind of a buddy cop camaraderie, and they're it's in the lines. Like you're my best friend. We should be doing this stuff for each other. And it's like I'm not feeling that, but I love that you're saying it. Yeah. Well, it, the whole reason why Dennis is even like there to start is weird. Like basically um, Chuck Connors tells him like, all right, you're going to go over there and start a small business. Uh, and then someone's going to show up and you guys will hang out. But like, he has to start like a whole school <laughs> just to like start this mission. So instead of like, just like, why don't you go meet Sonny? He says, go to the, go there. I forgot where they go. And they go to some school. It doesn't matter. But he starts you know, it's like to set him up school. undercover. It's like to set him up undercover, and then he's and then Sonny's supposed to meet him. Like, hey, nice seeing you over here in this other country. Surprising to see you. And then the students are like, okay, he's, this guy's an instructor, and he knows somebody. That's but he had cover. to start that and business. They never return to it. They he never return to it. He had to buy. He had to rent a, a, a place. He had to find <laughs> students. <laughs> he had to start a whole business. I don't think he, he rented a loan. He probably had to get a loan. He didn't. Yeah, but he didn't. Well, he didn't use it. Small. <laughs> he didn't use it. They were in the middle of like a track field when he met them. You can just go there for free. There's one right by my house. I walk over there all the time. There's no reason that he didn't. He didn't use the loan. He stole. He pocketed that money. He's embezzling funds. Yeah. Dennis went bankrupt because of this mission. <laughs> He'll never have a reputation as a men's aerobic <laughs> trainer ever again. <laughs> I, I just like that Sonny comes by. He's like flexing, like he's he's mocking him, but or if he or he's trying to show off. I hope he was trying to mock him because I saw no muscles on him at all. I'm like, I feel I could. I, I don't have ninja skill. I should preface that. But for, for a while in this movie, before he he learned his ninjutsu, uh, I didn't. Th- I think I could have taken him. As soon as they get the costumes, though, with the terrible masks that completely block out their vision, they have zero awesome. peripherals. Up until then, I'm like, I can beat them. But as soon as I saw those scary-ass masks, I knew I yeah. couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I love when he's making fun of the guys that are doing Tai Chi. And he's like, oh, look at them doing this this wussy art. They're just dancing. He's like, I'll stick with my American boxing any day. And then it cuts not even five seconds later, and he's throwing, like, a spinning back kick. Like, yeah, every just random doing... boxer knows how to throw a perfect spinning back kick to the face of the yeah, first he, ninja that they see. He does, a perfect, he does a great kung fu fight two minutes later. <laughs> We got to talk a little bit about the ninjas. Even before, like the first scene with in the movie has some ninjas doing some crazy stuff. Gravity does not apply to the ninjas nope. in this world. Oh, like you see a ninja scaling a wall like backwards Spider-Man. It's it's so cool. <laughs> My favorite thing is there seems to be a skill of having your back on the carpet and then scrambling like you're on on glass <laughs> above you yeah. and somehow that makes you go really fast on the floor. It's like a cat. It's like a cat underneath a bed just Oh, yeah, except for there's no bed above him, so it doesn't yeah. make sense. There's one of them that throws out a blue carpet and then, like, oh, yeah. uses that later as a, like a, as a, a weapon. <laughs> that was actually smart because, like, you you don't have heavy feet going on the on the tile floor. That was smart. Yeah. And then as soon as the guard gets out there, he literally pulls the rug out from under him, and it yeah, works yeah. kind of as a weapon. Like, I, that part was genius. It was It was the... Go, doing the snake on the floor before he blew a dart at somebody. <laughs> yeah. like, these ninjas didn't look cool. They looked ridiculous, but I love it. Well, one of the, like the snake move, I, it looks like they're just doing like very fast mini pushups. You just kind of bouncing. Yeah. He was getting across the floor with cock pushups. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is what, this is what where Jack Black learned it. Yeah. The ninja movie, the ninja movement in this movie is just incredible. The fancy feet, like anytime they're running backwards, and then yeah. the sound effects. The sound design in this movie is one of the greatest things. It's so 80s. It's so over the top. Every hit has a ridiculous sound effect. The swords don't even sound like swords. It just sounds like wind chimes hitting each other. It's incredible. <laughs> it's not even 80s sound effects. This is like, this goes back to like the 70s when every single hit sounded like somebody was punching wood. Like yeah. this is, And I love over-the-top sound effects. It makes the movie better for me. 
especially a movie like this. Okay. Uh, was it just me or when they started their investigation, did they just go into the first Japanese restaurant they came across and they're like, yep. let's talk to this Japanese lady. She will obviously know what we're looking for. And guess what? It just happened to be the place that they were looking for. Yeah. He took him to fucking Benihana and said like, <laughs> he's like, Hey, let's talk to this lady. This lady knew everything like out of all the waitresses. And he's hitting on her so hard, and she has like the. She looks like she just came out of the Phantom Zone from Krypton. She has that weird <laughs> cue on her head, and then he's like, she she looks. There's nothing. She she doesn't look like she's trying to be sexy. I'm not saying she's an ugly woman, but she's dressing like pretty non-sexual. And Dennis is like, uh, she asks what you can get, and he's like, I'd like to get some of you, yeah, like. <laughs> like yeah, bro. She, <laughs> She could have just called the guards out of her being a little too pushy and like being like a steroid scary guy. <laughs> well, they do not handle conversations with women well because when they meet the other lady later on in the movie, like they're trying to like, you better not betray me. Oh! And they're just very like amped up every time they're talking. If you say anything, if you lie to me, ah, oh! and it's just so funny because like, they're just going over the top roid rage anytime yeah. that they talk to this other woman. Zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> I thought um, that was the same woman from the restaurant that they were yelling at, though. Because it's not the no. – they don't yell at the friend, the friend that eventually joins oh, up remember. with them. They go to that woman from the restaurant's house again. She just oh, said, yeah, that's she right. Took, she just took off her, her Superman cue. Yeah, her little- <laughs> that's it. She lost me. That's where she lost me with her disguise was gone. We didn't we didn't mention, too, in that first ninja fight, not the the, the first one with uh, Dennis and Sonny. They, they, the ninjas dropped like a – acid fishing line or something yeah <laughs> yeah and they don't they're not even like discreet about it it's just no. like right in front of them it's this bright it is extremely bright line so it's it's like they're doing deep sea fishing so they need a thick line there yeah like that kind of kill that's when they're like trying to poison somebody in their sleep that's not like oh let's get it let's throw some fishing line in front of somebody and hope they don't notice yeah. it <laughs> This movie's got a lot of, like, weird ninja weapons, though, and that's another thing that I love about it. Like, we always see, like, the swords. We're used to the ninja swords, like the shuriken or whatever it's called, the little, like, spear-throwing thing. But this one's got, like, the weird, like, acid line. It's got, like, the the underground, like, rope that they try to, like, hook people's legs with. Like, there's just all sorts of just, like, (laughs) random shit together. There's a boomerang. Yeah, there's a boomerang. All the stuff that just works. We meet we meet the uh, the uncle or whatever he is that teaches them and like he's got this chrome fucking boomerang and he throws <laughs> this thing and he's knocking dudes out of trees. There's like eight ninjas that fall out of trees. It's amazing. <laughs> but it's not even going that fast. If he's able to catch it like that and the ninja just falls out of the tree, it's not going that fast. It's like if somebody lobbed you like any boomerang, I should just say. It's like if somebody lobbed you a boomerang <laughs> and suddenly that kills you when it hits you in the chest. Like you yeah. might go I don't even think it was going fast enough for you to go out. You'd be like, did you You've never been hit by a boomerang, Josh. And I say it's chrome, but it really just looked like foil kind of wrapped around it. And <laughs> yeah, honestly, it looks like they just painted a boomerang and then they made they also, like metal sound effects to it. They made like Scooby-Doo sound effects. Like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> whoa, Zoidberg. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so slow. That was the bad thing for me. Uh, by the way, I forgot we didn't even mention uh, Dennis's introduction with him on the beach. It seemed like they were like, you know what was a good movie? Rocky 3. And Rocky ran yeah. on the beach. And they couldn't get Sonny, or Sonny and Dennis at the scene at the same time. So they just like, we'll do half that scene. And yeah. they have uh, Dennis running up the hill. And they're like, oh, that was a cool shot. Let's show it three times. <laughs> <laughs> they do that a couple of times. Where they're like, you know what? We need another shot here. Let's just play that same shot again. But like once they meet the uncle, that's it's full montage mode, and that's where this movie becomes amazing. And what's with the the I mean the hat the hat on the chest? Like, I want to do it now. I was watching that. I was like, I got to get some straw hats and just see me and Josh which one of us can keep the straw hat going. If that's a real but thing. But the problem was there was so many times where they slowed down to the point of almost stopping, and the hats just yeah. stayed there on their stomachs. In, in the first in the first scene, they they just didn't tape them onto them, and later on, yeah. you're like it's like wrapping around their chest, even when they're <laughs> slowing down. It's like no, you just tape the the hats to their chest, and it wasn't big enough to really slow them down. Like that's it's yeah. just like a 
It's a hat. It's not going to, it wasn't enough, but then they definitely, when they're going uphill, they're going super slow and they're looking pretty damn winded. It's yeah. like, yeah, this, you're not impressing me with that. But this montage was the quickest they went from like, we already have somewhat of a foundation because you guys already kind of kick ass. So you're just like five minutes away from being full on ninjas. Cause this, this isn't like, this is, I don't think this takes place over a couple of months. This is like a no. uh, weekend at best yeah. of ninja yeah, training. It's a long so weekend. It's a, Friday, it's a Friday to Sunday, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they learn how to be ninjas faster than Jesus resurrected. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. And it like and they start using those smoke bombs like fucking crazy. Oh yeah. It's my, my favorite part. In the whole movie, it's the first time we see the smoke bomb. There's like a five second delay before between like them throwing it and then you hear it go off, and then the smoke finally comes. It's like, dude, you guys gotta quicken this up. That was a bad take. Try it again. Um, Power Power Rangers Morphin when they throw the the smoke bomb for the first time and then have their full ninja costumes, masks and all, immediately after is absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. Well, well before we get to the before we get to those costumes, I wanted to mention the. After the the training, it cuts to the uh, the bad guy, and he's full on getting like a blowout at a fucking salon, and <laughs> pretty great. Like, <laughs> Just adding to his badassness. Yeah, <laughs> they call up n- new goons to take him out because of the warning that they gave him, and these guys have gotten a lot of warnings. They even get knocked out. There's a part where Sony could have been stabbed because he was knocked out. They were given a no. warning at the beginning, allegedly, and then finally, after they're done giving the warnings. They call this ball guy that I swear was eighty yard in like the weirdest fucking voice. He he was not able to come back on set for it. Like, don't worry, man, we'll make you sound cool. And they get him on the phone. Like, yeah, I'll take out the bad guys. It's like a weird ass <laughs> tough guy voice that sounds like it's forced well, my, by a woman. In my notes, I I wrote him down as Jacked Gallagher. <laughs> oh my god he's on the screen for me right now i 100 yeah. percent see it if he had smashed their faces like watermelons yeah it would have been perfect y'all want to see me smash some fruit they should have at the very least had him do a training montage and they had like wigs on a couple of watermelons and he smashes some watermelons <laughs> that are supposed to be the sony and dennis watermelons yeah. like that would have sold it a hundred percent definitely but uh, so so that's the fight. Then when we see the full on reveal of the the ghost masks or whatever the demon Those are masks, terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool still. <laughs> it's so cool. It's it's one of those things. Ninjas are always cool. I don't care how terrible the masks are. Like seeing a ninja with like that full on like kabuki dragon mask is is badass. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care that he can't see any more oh. than what's right in front of him. It's still bad. I'm not going to say those are badass. It's fun because they're bad mass. To me, ninjas look badass when they just look closer to Scorpion and Sub-Zero is the way ninjas should look. These were like, these looked like uh, if you ever had to dress up as Batman in second grade and you just got one of those masks that only covers the (laughs) front of your face that like kind of hurt a little bit. That's what these masks looked like. They were awful. And I'm pretty sure they were made out of the same material as those Batman masks I wore. (laughs) Well, the best was when the masks would come off, but they'd still have their hoods up, and it looks like they're wearing like a baby bonnet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they looked better that way to me. <laughs> but I, I still, I still love the masks because they're so bad. But there is saying they're badass. They're badass. Is, you're gonna any listeners that have not seen this movie, they're gonna go in with different kind of expectations, uh, and I want them to be know, like that is badass. Yeah, I'm saying like they're bad badass. Halloween. They're, they're cool as shit. <laughs> Also, like, when is a red ninja costume ever the yeah. most logical explanation? Like, your whole thing is you're supposed to move in silence, move in darkness. And they're like, you know what would be a sick ninja costume? Bright red. And then even the, the only, girl. You know what would be cool? Lavender. The only place she could hide is, like, Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> I, I was going to say, if they went to Arizona and they went to, like, anybody's aunt's house, they yeah. probably <laughs> would blend in pretty well. But that, that's where these people have to be ninja <laughs> um so after this fight they go back to their like hotel to chill out and i guess there's uh some more ninjas break in to attack them ninjas but everywhere did, in this movie but did you notice like when they're in their hotel room like I, maybe i haven't stayed at nice enough hotels but there was like a doorbell going off for them to like <laughs> answer well, the door is- 
This was the eighties. Like people didn't have hands to knock back then, so they. I just do hotel rooms have doorbells. I was just like, I didn't know they had doorbells. If oh, is that what it was? I thought the phone was ringing. I could. I heard a ding dong. So I don't know. Maybe it was the I, phone. I honestly didn't put any thought into it at all. I was entranced by the world that they had set up. So like, it just <laughs> it's just like yeah, that doorbell sounds make perfect sense to me right now. Well, in that in that hotel room, we got a guy hiding in the food cart, and like he does that full on. He drops out of the food cart and does the ninja fucking shimmy across yeah, the, the floor. The cat under the bed crawl, yeah, yeah. Uh, what tipped it off was it, was it uh, he had his shoes were too ninja y, so Sonny's like, wait a minute. I don't know. Uh, I know he picked up he picked up an apple, and then all of a sudden knew that there was a guy hiding in there. Well, I don't they, know. They they kept they kept going to the the guy's shoes so he's like picking it up. Ninjas ninjas wear shoes like this. Yeah. I've never seen a bellhop wear shoes. Wear, never wear seen a bellhop wear shoes like this. I'm trying to get the perfect Sony delivery. Yeah. You did. He messed up your words. He stumbled over yourself. It was just like him. Are those vibrams you're wearing? I think he's a ninja. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Look how fast his feet move. You just double your delivery time from room to room if you're running around ninja, ninja running just, oh. between the kitchen. <laughs> it's great. And then, and then uh, he tell, tells uh, where that one, I think it was the waitress from the from the first restaurant. He tells where she lives. And then, and then for some reason, instead of going in as a team, he's like, we're going to send in Sonny because he has all that charisma where he can get this lady. And then he's just being mean to her for a while until somebody sneaks up on him and knocks him out. And yeah. doesn't kill him. How does he not get killed? Like, uh, Dennis is shaking him on the bed for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, De- Sonny always wakes up when, when, Sonny, when Dennis is on top of him in the bed. And uh, <laughs> there was a little while where it took him a while to get up. Yeah. Awake, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it cuts back to, uh, this is, I think this was just some filler, but it cuts back to old, uh, Chuck Connors for a scene cleaning his fucking horse saddle or whatever. And then he just <laughs> kills two more ninjas with, with a gun. He just c- kills ninjas the with guns from before. You yeah, let right. him get back up, patch up and then go back. I love these Chuck Connors scenes cause they contribute nothing to the story. There's, yeah. even, there's even one where they cut back to him and he's talking to the blonde girl. And he basically just, they basically just go over what we just saw with Dennis yeah. and Sonny. It's like, in case this was too complicated for you, we're going to have an old man explain it to you. I also, love how fucking American also, Chuck Connors is, though. He's wearing his Brooklyn Dodgers stuff. Yeah. He's got his sunglasses on at all times. It's like, we want you guys to know that this dude is America. And doesn't he look like a... He looks like one of those statue, statues from Easter Island. Like, just very... <laughs> a little... A little bit. There's a reason why he was in Tourist Trap. His, his face is a little scary, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Connors is a, just a crazy person. Just is like, he's such a weird, like, you look at his career, like, path and the stuff that he did. And, like, he's a professional basketball player for, like, a week and a half. And he's like, oh, I'm going to play baseball. He's like, you know what? I'm not very good at either of those things. I'm just going to be the rifleman. And then he's yeah. just got, like, all these weird roles, like, spread, like sprinkled in through his whole career. He's, like, such a unique actor. I'll be honest. I've only seen two things with him. I've seen Tourist Trap, which is amazing, and then I've seen this. And uh, other, I, I've actually never seen The Rifleman, but I, I looked up some things, and that seems to be what he's mostly known for. And that's why they made sure that he starts out with like rifles and shit in this. Because people, right, as please. you know, the fans of Chuck Connors are coming to see this movie <laughs> just for Chuck. That's why uh, Kelly was posting alternative posters for this on a. Uh, his Instagram and like all the posters have Chuck Connors, who was in this movie for five minutes front <laughs> and center. And I didn't even see Sonny and, and uh, Dennis on the posters. <laughs> they are the best posters. It's just him holding guns with the American flag behind him. <laughs> like what is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, they, they gave him a couple extra muscles at time because yeah. he has old man body. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't know if he was ever in great shape. He wasn't showing off his bod in Tourist Trap back in the seventies, but uh, if it, maybe in his in Rifleman days he he was a sex symbol. But in this movie, he's very elderly and very much acts like an elderly man. 
the covers um, of this movie are just everything I love about this era. Like the big American flag with the cutaway ninja. Like when oh, I do the post for this movie comes out, I'm just going to do all the different movie covers that I've found because all of them are just fucking 80s awesomeness. Oh, they're great. <laughs> Say after that, it cuts to the basically the finale, like this 15 minute fucking ninja fight that rules, which is amazing. We had gotten the training montage with Dennis and Sonny, and we're thinking. I was thinking that's all the ninjas we're going to get. And then suddenly, like the niece of the uncle that trained them, happened to be a ninja herself, and she just yeah. wasn't helping out for the most of the movie. <laughs> this whole time, she's been a ninja, and she's just watching these dudes get their ass kicked and yeah. get beat up and almost die. She's like, at some point, I should probably help. <laughs> yeah, when she, when she came in in the purple uh, ninja suit, I was like, oh, w- did I miss something? Did I stop paying attention or something? Because suddenly she's badass ninjas ready to take on the lead guy, which, well, they, they take on a bunch, but the lead guy, they go three on one on, and he's kicking their asses the entire time, and it's an amazing fight. He enters the scene, it's like a ninja plow, like under the ground, like, Sonic the Hedgehog or something. <laughs> so like, crazy. The, the uncle mentioned that was a, a way of, of attack <laughs> earlier on. And I'm like, and I didn't catch up on uh, catch it until I actually saw it. Like, oh, the uncle was being serious. <laughs> he said yeah. tunneling was something that a ninja could do. And apparently they could actually tunnel. Tremors are really just a bunch <laughs> of ninjas in a worm costume. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a fucking Pokemon. Like it's just so random. Like it's something like you would never expect to see. And then when he emerges from the ground, he does like three backflips after going yeah. twenty feet in the air. It's <laughs> everything I love about cheesy ninja movies. Well, and then you get some sweet, sweet katana fights, and then mm-hmm. the fucking snake ropes come back. Yeah, yeah those like, don't make sense at all. Like gravity nope. and like just physics. but they look, but they, they look cool. <laughs> they do look cool. This movie's weird in the fact that sometimes the choreography is actually decent, and sometimes yeah. it's slow and awkward as hell. So it's like I think some some of these scenes they had more practice on in the other than the others because sometimes it looks awful in the greatest right. possible way. But th- this fight with the with the lead bad guy, there's it's actually pretty decent Good. most of the time. Yeah, there's there's yeah. some there's some like legit martial arts going on, like which surprised me the first time I saw it because like. Usually when I watch these movies, it's garbage. But like this, there was some good fight. I was like, oh shit, like they, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, up, so, I like, think up until the see. climax, they were going kind of bad, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it took them a while to get there. But yeah. the, it's a really strong finale. Like the last like 15 minutes, like even after like the first like interaction where he ninja runs away for a little bit and then they're like walking him down trying to find him. And that's just a bunch of ninja scarecrows until they get to like the real guy at the end. Christopher Nolan fucking stole this for Batman Begins, fucking <laughs> finding the fake ninjas and shit. Like, it was great. <laughs> but this makes zero sense at all, because he would have had to come there. Like, uh, he'd have to have, bring him with him in his tunnel also. The, these ninja <laughs> straw dummies that he has of himself, because he just throws down a smoke bomb, and then suddenly the smoke clears, and there's like 30 fucking ninja uh, straw men there that, that are... Just set up to take a place. It takes five seconds for him to set up all 30 of these uh, Ninja Straw Man. It's insane. And then the last one, he he actually put straw in front of his mask so that he could blend in as one. And Sonny's about ready to hit him. He just turns around and starts kicking Sonny's ass. What's so great about that is like, so he puts the straw in his thing or whatever. But it's like, Sonny's coming from behind him. So... You're not even seeing the faces, so he didn't True. even really have to put straw in front of his face. But whatever. Yeah, but he's ninja. He's prepared for anything. Yeah. What if What if Dennis had come home through the other side? Then he would have been uh, foolish not to have the straw in front of his face, wouldn't he? Nolan stole this scene, man. Fucking Nolan owes Chuck Connors or whoever fucking directed this. Uh, there were actually two directors on here. It was Dusty Nelson and Yu Wang. Both of those sound like porn names. So I actually, so you you Wang did a bunch of like uh, you know uh, martial arts movies and stuff, some good ones. They're, they're, he knew what he was doing, huh. and then the other Letterbox guy, only shows one, Sakura huh? Killers. Letterbox yeah. only shows Sakura Killers, but Dusty Nelson, uh, he's done. No, it doesn't look like he's done a bunch of martial arts either. Yes, <laughs> according to Letterboxd, Dusty did like White Phantom. Which is another oh, hell yeah oh yeah White Ninja Phantom movie. that one that he is White Phantom and effects are like his big movies yeah but yeah they they did some movies they they know what they're doing 
<laughs> White Phantom, not not a great ninja movie. Fun, but not yeah. not nearly the level of Sakura Killers. <laughs> then they eventually uh, ninja him down, and apparently he he can't take a loss. Well, they were gonna do like we're not gonna kill him. We're just gonna walk away real cool, and then he does a. a What's it called? Sudoku on his stomach and Sudoku. just starts killing himself. Like, a Sudoku? <laughs> like, isn't that what you do with like the paper that you're adding up to seven? Yeah, that's just... Ar- Arikari is what it's called, I believe. I, I'm pretty sure it starts with an S. It, no, I'm it doesn't. Sure it's Arikari. Sepico, Septic, or Sudoku. It's, uh. All of those are wrong. God, I can't fucking remember it now, but it's not Sudoku. It's, 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 it's the Japanese samurai committing suicide. It's yeah. Arikari. I, I will die on the hill that it's Arikari. Well, you better Sudoku on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I need you guys uh, to fill this conversation for the next 30 seconds while I look it up on Google. Well, Kitty is right, but then there's another word for it, too. And I can't Sudoku. think of what it yeah. fucking is. <laughs> It's, it's like Satuko. No, that's a game. <laughs> Life is a game, and that's what it represents. It's a game of throwing your, your guts on the floor because you didn't win. So often called Arikari in the West, which is where I'm from. Sepuko is a form of ritual suicide. So although you said Sudoku, which is clearly not correct, the, I will give you a pass for being close. Yeah. I was a hundred percent there. I said Sapuko. <laughs> I'm very I'm like I may be I may be a gaijin. That, that's that's white man, right? I may be a gaijin, <laughs> but I understand the Japanese culture. When are you gonna henshin? <laughs> I'm so confused by what you just said. It's when you change <laughs> from a I, human to a creature. It, <laughs> confused that's not in martial arts movies usually josh is so confident in his japanese culture up until that point (laughs) until he starts making up words from like power rangers yeah (laughs) it does happen in power rangers i only watch super sentai so i i don't understand your your gaijin words henshin happens in super sentai don't come at me with that orange beard and try to act like your culture (laughs) either way the ninja the ninja dies (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it, it's a pretty entertaining, well-earned win. Wow, for some reason, my uh, my tablet has gone to Batman and Robin after after uh, Sakura Killers. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That's a movie that I hope to do on here one day because that movie is awesome. But we're not going to talk about that. I think we're this episode might go a little short because I think we're already ready to talk about our ratings for this movie. Well, hold Kelly. on, Kelly. Wait. Wait, Chuck gets the tape back. And it's a good thing because what was on there was very important, even though we don't know what that is. It was Japanese, or not Japanese secrets, it was government secrets. And uh, scientists shouldn't be doing so much uh, exploring and asking questions because yeah. everything was best when he was a child, just like every old person seems to think. All right. Yeah. Now, Kelly, after inter- unless you want to interrupt me again. Do you, do you want to interrupt me again? No, we're good. We're good. Stupid gaijin. Okay, <laughs> Kelly. I don't know why that that word just popped into my brain. I'm like, I think I know what it means. <laughs> Kelly, is Sakura Killers a bloody good film? Yeah, it's bloody awesome. Like, it's so much fun. It's pure ninja madness. It's smoke bombs and snake ropes and cats crawling under beds. It's everything you want in a movie like this. You cannot watch this movie and not have a good time. Like what's not to like Chuck Connors looking like a statue. It's great. And yeah, bloody awesome. Bloody great time. Bloody rules. All right, Jesse. I mean, this movie is right up my alley. This is the type of movie that I love. I grew up on ninja movies. I grew up wanting to be a ninja every Halloween for years and years and years up until my thirties. This is one of those things that is just bloody fun. The plot is stupid. It's non-existent. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's not really ever explained. And then watch. It doesn't look like it was explained to our main characters either. Watching no. them talk about it is funny in and of itself because it's clear that they also have no idea what's going on. And that's what makes this movie great. The acting is bad in the best kind of way. 
it's over the top. It's ridiculous. It's they basically said, hey, these are your lines. If you remember it, good. If not, that's going to print anyway. And that's amazing. That's what I love to see. There is some great ninjaing in this movie. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's all I want to see. It's ninjas doing ninja shit. And it's awesome. I love the focus on all the ninja movements, like the ninja running. There's so many scenes of like them just staring at each other, like across from their opponents. And then one ninja running forward and the other one's ninja running back. And it's incredible. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. But it really does have a well put together, strong ending. Like the last 15 minutes of this movie are legit good choreography, good martial arts, good ninja mixed still with the ridiculousness. This is everything I want in a ninja movie. It's over the top. It makes no sense. But you're still doing cool ninja shit. Uh it's, it's not a masterpiece. It's not going to win any awards, but that's not what we're here for. Uh, it's a great movie, dude. This is a bloody great ninja film. Yeah, I saw this one a few months back, and instantly I fell in love with this movie. I, I This is one that has tremendous replay value. You might go back and see if maybe they did drop something that makes this movie make a little bit more sense. Nope. But no, they even introduce elements into it out of nowhere. Like when they get to the Japanese restaurant, like, do you recognize this symbol? I'm like... I don't even recognize that symbol. Did you ever show us that symbol before? But it kind of like scares the waitress. Just like sloppy writing like that, but it's the best kind of sloppy writing. When it's when it's sloppy like this and it's trying so hard, when it seems earnest and it's not, this doesn't seem to be winking. It does wink a little bit with the ninja ridiculousness, but I don't think it's like meant to be full on, like as ridiculous and as bad as it is at some points, but it's, <laughs> endlessly entertaining uh i've looked up both the lead actors uh filmographies not chuck connors i should have i should say his co-stars because it's this is a chuck connors movie chuck connors Top build chuck connors and i'm definitely going to look into some of their other movies but i doubt there's going to be anything as good as this there is one movie like it's like uh uh what is it get the terrorists where i'm like it looks like if 24 was an exploitation movie, it sounds perfect oh, for me. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to check out for sure. But other than uh, all that aside, this is exactly what this podcast is for. This is amazing. Bloody fantastic film. If you have not checked it out, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I believe it's on Tubi. It's definitely on Freebie, and it's definitely on YouTube right now. Just look up. Sakura Killers, and you'll be able to find this full movie. This is one, even if you haven't seen it and we've already spoiled everything for you, it's something you need to see for yourself. Definitely check it out. Very happy that I could bring this movie that I'm seeing now. Only has 415 ratings on IMDb and a 4.1 score to the masses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you wanted to go to the masses, you're probably on the wrong podcast. But if you wanted to go to our dedicated small group, they will probably enjoy it as well. That's all we need. Those are the masses. All right, Kelly, before we end this episode, is there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, my uh, Follow me on uh, Letterboxd at KZA underscore woo and uh, look at the stuff I watch and I try to leave reviews now. I never did that before. So uh, if you want to hear my incoherent ramblings even more, there they are. See how good he is with words? You can get that <laughs> in letter form now. <laughs> it's the fucking future. And Kelly watches a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah and when he's not looking at his toilet he's watching movies all right <laughs> jesse what are we going to be talking about next week next week's march right technically yeah, yeah. i guess I think so yeah. yeah short month there's only 28 29 days in february apparently and, and I next week this morning so you wouldn't be thrown off and you wouldn't have to ask stupid questions like that but you know why do should why, why worry about that kind of stuff behind the scenes stuff Jesse does fine on this podcast. Go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead. I'm acting like I work so hard on the schedule. Josh literally does nothing and just takes all the credit. It makes me feel like I don't know. Anyway, Josh, next week is March. And we are starting off March with a big franchise. There's a big movie coming out here pretty soon that we wanted to prepare for. So we are starting off with a double feature. Mad Max. You just literally wrote it down as Mad Max 1 and Mad Max 2. Well, I figured you were an action fan and you knew which one, which one was what. I was at work. I'm like, I'll write it down. I assume Jesse knows his movies. It's Mad Max and Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Sometimes just labeled as The Road Warrior because I think in the yep. States, Road Warrior got released on its own and Mad Max came later. It's weird like yep. that. But it is Ro- The Road Warrior, Mad Max 2. 
Yeah, I did it in reverse. Road Warrior <laughs> Mad Max 2 it is. All right, tune in next week for those movies Wait. I just said. All right, the beers are empty, which means this must be the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to go and follow our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and even a little TikTok. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is you get your podcast. Leave us five stars, leave us a review, and let us know what you think. Helps boost our feed in the algorithm, gets us in front of a few new people. Huge shout out to Soul Grinder for our intro and outro music. Make sure you give them a follow at Soul Grinder Official and at Marrowgate. Thank you to Alvarium.art for our podcast art. And remember, keep it bloody, buddies. Oh.